side of red or switch they die Rather the dog who loud his motorbike Looking for legends on the sunset strip With a stone cold paranormal partnership Metro Town Rick tried to sell me some crack Listen to the podcast man and take that shit back It's a Podcast about urban legends, and here your host, you'll receive our part in your ears tonight. Whether in a canoe, a rowing boat, a kayak, an inflatable tire or a raft, all currents inevitably lead to Urbane Legends, the podcast about urban legends. I am your host, Chris Flynn, and with me, as always, is Mr. Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, I think that that's a very apt analogy, Chris. We're very much like a sort of black hole where you're on the event horizon <laughs> getting sucked in. Like a, world, like a whirlpool yeah. of Whether, you, whether you like it or not, sorry, you've already crossed the event horizon. Yeah, I kind of, I started off just doing like a posh voice, but I ended up doing very much a Winston Churchill. Okay, I thought <laughs> we a bit Terry Thomas as well. Better, uh, hello. Slightly fruity, yeah. Terry Thomas, yeah, I can do that, no problem. Who's that delightful rascal? <laughs> he's brilliant, Terry Thomas. If people haven't seen him, he's like in, an English cad, upper sort of con man cad character with a gap in his teeth and a tash. And he talks like this, oh, hello, and he's always trying to get off of other people's birds. Yeah, even though he looks like a, a colonel from about fifty years before he was born. Yeah, but come on, man! Like we've seen pictures of people in the past. I mean, oh, men, me wrong, men were a mess. Terry, Terry Thomas, a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> of course you went. Um, Neil, so I'm liking your new style. You've got your frosted tips in finally. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's your finally September look. The 90s. Yeah. yeah, and you've got your um, very stylish new T-shirt with I Love Pachenko written across the front. It doesn't. It doesn't? Who doesn't? Oh, who doesn't? Yeah. Uh, is that because you you do like Pachenko? Or is it just like kind of cool and stylish Japanese, you know, like that? I'm just following of, the trend, to be honest with you, Chris. It's a bit like those people who have like, you know, a gold leaf Ramones t-shirt or something. <laughs> never heard of something. Never, they don't even know they're a punk band. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Some Japanese polo game or something, isn't it? Yeah. Know. Did you buy it in Topshop? <laughs> yeah. It's well, Topshop. All, all my clothes, does Topshop exist anymore? I presume it does, yeah. I don't know. I've not been on the high street for a while. H&M. Yeah, I buy my clothes on bulk online. Uh, I might get my clothes from the council. <laughs> yeah, just route around the sort of um, those bins that they have where you can put yeah put spare clothes and things. I have been thinking about <laughs> so I so basically you know if I if I could I would get rid of all my clothes and buy all new clothes right because I feel yeah. like my wardrobe is <laughs> these are not brand reckon. Yeah, it's it's um it's in better days. Like I'll occasionally buy a T-shirt or something, but I kind of feel like it all needs to go. Like, okay. get rid of yeah. it all, start fresh, you know. I'm just waiting until there's holes in it. Well, I'm I'm getting there, there, is, inappropriate. there is quite a lot of holes in it. A lot of my T-shirts are of the style of peep, peephole, okay, peephole yeah. T-shirts. Um, good for when I'm suckling apes, yeah, but not, exactly. not, so, not so good for a job interview. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind doing that. Um, but it's a lot of money in it, and also yes. I kind of always thinking. So the thing, like, I'm not a fast, clearly not a fast fashion person, right? I've got like no, got, well, the idea of just buying something and throwing it away after one or two yeah, buying wears, something yeah. cheap from like Primarni or whatever Primark. Yeah. Um, but I still can't. Like, but I find it quite difficult to buy clothes because fundamentally, uh, the clothes industry is monstrous. <laughs> Like how clothes are made in yeah. third world countries and stuff, and it's kind of like, I mean, like this does have holes in it, and I do look like I'm a vagrant. But on the other hand, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not funding slave work in, in, uh, in Bangladesh. So. Yeah. 
I don't know. We do need clothes, though, don't we, Neil? I think that has been agreed by well, society. It's been said before, you know, it's, uh, it's we probably, we're probably too addicted to cheap things that, uh, you know, we're not, we're not, we want a lifestyle to maintain a lifestyle that we're not really prepared to pay for. Mm. West. Yeah. This has, gotten, this has gotten too deep for me, Chris. How much do you think it costs grade? to do a full a full refresh of a wardrobe? So jeans are what, like 30? Well, isn't that? I mean, I know that they're more, but a jeans yeah. that I would happily buy, like 30, 40 quid a pair. Yeah, well, you get them in sales as well and stuff like that. So I reckon T-shirts. 300 quid at least. What, for a full refresh? Well, okay. Well, um, um, how, many, how many are we talking about? What, like three pair of jeans? <laughs> Two weeks' worth of pants. <laughs> T-shirts. T-shirts. Yeah, jumpers. That's jumpers I'm okay. I've got some new jumpers. All right, um, five, 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 five but you want nice, you'd like, you'd, you'd like, you know, you'd, it's, it's nice to have some, some, something to go out Oh, in. so you don't want something just functional, so you want... You, you want no, I'm not talking... I'm not like... I'm not like a member of the CTP. I don't... Do yeah. <laughs> just a functional flannel. All right, a full, a full like, you know... For the upgrade, yeah, probably looking at a grand, aren't you? I suppose it's a lot in it, it's a lot of money. Yeah. I don't have a grand. Do you have a grand? What might do? Yeah, can I have Got a grand? savings? No, you can't. Why can't I have a grand? Waste it on clothes, aren't you? Oh, waste it on clothes. No, don't be like that. Like, it, the how I look is a reflection on the podcast. Until you can take it's so like Hulk Hogan. Well, I, I literally can do that because they're so <laughs> they're so threadbare. I'm wearing, this one which I'm wearing here, I literally did Hulk Hogan the other one. Nice. Just to see if I could, and I could. Um actually you use that as a cloth. Huh? You can use they now use that t-shirt as a cloth for cleaning and stuff. I I put a couple of stitches in, that's currently what I'm wearing for underwear. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I was wondering what that big man nappy was. Yep. Well, that's it. Um so, you know that I've been back on the dating scene, Neil. We haven't talked about Indeed, this. Indeed, yeah. But I did some dating and stuff. Didn't work out, but mutually agreed. And, yeah. we, you know, we remain friends to this day. That's good. Um, but I, So I've signed up to this thing, right? So uh, I saw it, and it's, like, meant to be a big social experiment thing. I think it's about 20 quid to sign up, so okay, like, yeah. whatever. But it's called, like, Pairing. Don't worry, we're not sponsored by them. Um they absolutely would not want me associated with their brand. No. But what it is is you get, like, a ring, like a a green ring, and okay. people wear it, and it shows that, yes, you're, you know, like that I'm I'm out to date and that kind yeah. of stuff, and I'm single. And, and so, all right, let's see if we're compatible. Yeah, so basically, because I think the thing is, like, at the moment, like, it's... It's fractious to you wouldn't really approach someone and say, "Oh hi," and start talking to them, would you? Because it's unwanted attention. It can be, or it, you know, it's toxic behaviour, whatever. But if if two people are wearing this ring, then it's kind of like, okay, well, you can start a conversation and say, "I'm not interested," but you know, yeah. you're giving you're giving yourself cover from the police, essentially. <laughs> Okay, yeah, it's good to have these things signed <laughs> off in advance. But they're also gonna, they're also going to be like doing events in different towns and that kind of stuff. So I thought I'd sign up for it. So I'm waiting okay. for my ring to arrive, and um, yeah, I'll let you know how I get on. Like I think there are like millions of people signed up for it. So and you know, app based dating's pretty horrible. Really, it's quite a horrible just thing. like emeralds, you know. <laughs> you put that ring on after death. <laughs> um, but no, I'll let you know. I'll get on if you're yeah. interested. Yeah, sounds good. Well, good luck with that, Chris. Oh, thanks very much. <laughs> Say like you mean it. Um, no, but I thought, be, you know, that's about as much enthusiasm as I can muster about anything these days. I'm very well, jaded. the thing is, as well, right, for me, because because I sort the booze and stuff, it's not like I spend a lot of time in pubs and that kind yeah. of thing. And I know that's not a great idea to meet, you know, that's not the best place to meet people, but you do meet people there. Yeah, yeah. And I work from home. So yeah. it's not, and normally people meet a partner at work or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. so I've, so basically, unless I'm meeting someone around my flat, which is yeah. unlikely, unless it's that Jamiroquai guy who came around the last, yeah. last series or whatever. Well, he seems like a bit of a catch. I don't, you know, I don't, 
Yeah, well, you know, I just can't be Jesus Christ. I've got eye, I've got an eye. Eyes are bigger than my stomach now. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. So I thought, you know, because I mean, what, what, where do I go in the evenings? Like, I can't go to pubs and stuff. So I just hang around those late night um, Muslim hair, parlors? Muslim hairdressers and stuff. Yeah. Just get like my hair, you know, tightened every evening. I smoke a shisha, but again, not many women there. No, that's true. It's a bit of a bit but, of a um, mate I, environment, really. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong; it's nice, but um, you know, it's a bit of a sausage fest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's true. But we're um, so yeah. I, I think maybe I'm thinking about this because um, sort of trying to be be outside a bit more and stuff now, and like go out and do stuff in the evenings. Like we're both going to an event next weekend, aren't we? A friend's band's twentieth yeah. anniversary. I thought it'd be longer looking at them, but no, twenty years. Um, and then I was yeah, and then I was thinking, you know, like I, I, again, like back to the clothes thing. I was thinking, well, what do I wear? That's like a nice going out thing. And it's like, well, I've got some okay t-shirts, but that's about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I haven't got like a nice shirt or anything. <laughs> no, okay, yeah. See where you're coming from. I hadn't really thought about being particularly dressed up. I think it'd just be. A, Bunch I'll just wear a nice friends, t-shirt, yeah. not a problem. Yeah. But it's kind of like, again, you're kind of going, well, what, what here can I wear? Would, was I wear? Would I dress to impress? Yeah. And it's like, nah, and there's like two t-shirts that are like that are kind of like a bit goy outy, but that's about yeah. it. So I don't know. Like maybe, maybe I'm moving on with my life now. Maybe I'm. Sounds you know, like you might be. Yeah. Get, that's nice, isn't it? I'm sure the listeners are glad to hear it. I'm, I'm sure they're rooting for you, Chris. As as are we all. <laughs> so now um, that sounds sincere. It did sound sincere. Thank yeah, you. It's, it's um, so now I've been doing some cash in hand work for uh, for for some people uh, Best recently. Kind of work. Best kind of work. Wink, wink. Some of them are celebrities. Some of them involve maybe celebrities. Maybe I pay tax. Maybe I don't. See how I feel. Not sure. Eh? Maybe I forget about that work that I did. Money makes the world go round. Mm-hmm. I'm just keeping the economy moving. So um. I cleaned out Ted Danson's sheds the other day. Oh, I bet that was a rile state. It was, yeah. He had loads of, he had loads of really old tools, glass clippings, and a, a, a solid bag of cement. I thought he was. It's that construction you, project he kept meaning to get around to and never actually got into. Yeah, he was. Um, he was going to build a a pond, but um, yeah. but yeah, never got around to it. He got um, he got the job on the good place and then didn't have time he kind yeah. of he wasn't expecting that he thought he'd have a bit of yeah he thought he had bit a lot of time, time as he sort of relaunched his career wasn't it really yeah and so i mean he was really annoyed about the cement like the one thing which i say about ted danson is he is penny wise yeah yeah well he's you know just because he's got those cheers residuals you don't you know don't waste them yeah, and three and men and a little the, lady. Um, yeah, three men and a little lady, and a three three men and a baby residual. Yeah, and he was as well, I suspect. he was in some um, Larry David stuff, wasn't he? Uh, I can't remember. Curb Your Enthusiasm. He was a was recurring character in that, I think. Yeah. I've not really watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. No, likewise. I don't I hear really. it's brilliant, but I've people say it's brilliant. For some I, I've basically, you know, kind of awkward comedy. Yeah, yeah. I find I, I don't enjoy watching that, and that's kind of what it the entirety of what it is. Yeah. So not really for me. Um, you would think there might be more kind of like Hollywood stuff, but no, it's just a normal shed. He lives um he lives in Orpington. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of just outside he's London. Very old by, all, by all accounts. Yeah. Is he's not even American? No, no, no. That's the no. thing. That's what you mean. You know, a lot of people in Americans confused by that because his accent's mm. so good. He's yeah, from Sligo originally, and yeah. up in up in um. Northwest Ireland. Yeah, because I mean, when you hear him in his normal voice, it's, you know, it's actually quite hard to understand. He's, uh, he's got such a yeah. thick Sligo accent, can't always uh, tell what he's saying. But yeah, yeah, that's where it turns on that beautiful transatlantic accent. Well, it's very easy for um, very easy for Irish people to 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 do the American accent because it's it's heavily influenced by it, isn't it? It's true. Yeah. Like, I was watching a thing last night with Brendan Gleeson, and mm. his American accent was faultless. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I also, um, I, I had another, from that I got another job. 
because you know how these things work. Yeah, you do well, a good yeah, word job. of mouth and all the rest of it. It's yeah. Word of mouth in it. Discreet can be trusted, you know. Discreet, and I was um, I, I uh, was re- I repotted Rick Moranis's houseplants. Oh, nice. Yeah, because he was busy with the kids. Um, yes. He's shrinking them. <laughs> no, that's simply no. a character, Neil. Oh, oh, you wag. Oh, no, did he, it wasn't did he that. grow one of them another, in another movie? Yeah, he blew up one. Blew yeah, up blew a kid. Up a toddler or something. Yeah. yeah. So, honey, I, I, I'm, ex- honest, I'm honest, honey, 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 I'd stop fucking her around. <laughs> honey, I'd stop experimenting kids. on my own kids. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't. Does he. Not only is he dangerous, but it's incredibly unethical. So I. <laughs> I mean, fair enough, it was your own kids. To an he's extent, work, working in North Korea now, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's doing, he'd be doing some hard time, if that was a true maybe. Quite rightly so. Did he do it on purpose, or did the kids just get in the way? I mean, he either way, you've his got... research grants, that's why I want to know. <laughs> I mean, either way, there's a, there's a, yeah. breakdown, there's a breakdown. We'll follow in the, the money trail, because something's health gone safety, badly wrong there? here with the peer review process and the funding. Oh, that's funny, isn't it? Like, I, I don't like those in Britain will know, but those who aren't, like, a load of our schools in Britain, it's just about to start the new the new year, and then it's someone's like, oh, yeah, it's just gonna, gonna fall to pieces. <laughs> yeah, someone's gone. <laughs> oh, yeah, the concrete they use is basically like aero, like bubbly chocolate, and uh, they only had a thirty year lifespan, so it's going to collapse any minute. So you can't put the kids back in schools. And yeah. it's good. Do you know what? Like, it's a little bit for me. I really don't go back because uh, the hospitals have got a lot of the same problems. So if they get injured, you might end up in a worse place before I'm put into the fire. <laughs> the thing is, it is a little bit chickens coming home to roost because this is like the building regulations which were massively slashed under the previous Conservative well, government. T- so I was reading this today in 2010 when our, our old friend Michael Gove was um, Education Secretary. Mm, sexy um, guy. Yeah, he's, he's, yes. Oh, he's single now, isn't he? Exactly. Oh, he's always he's single and ready to mingle. He saw in something in huh? he, was out, he was out dancing in something. Was he? In some club, so yeah. Yeah. There you go, Chris. But, he had, green, but he had a green ring on. Oh, next the couple. Of, the room where yeah, exactly. It, yeah. Where you put it. Ne- yeah. Next couple of blue pills. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, so you bet they Shirt off. Course. Shirt off, standing to attention with a green cop ring. <laughs> nice. Um, and but yeah, he basically yeah got 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 reporting to that and just said I just fuck it off for a bit. I just spent some time banging on about how we should be teaching the three R's and all of this nonsense. Mm-hmm. Religious education, robotics. What was the thing is as well? It and reading, mean, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Mm. No, arithmetic isn't an R. It's yeah, it's arithmetic. Yeah, arithmetic, isn't it? That's how you pronounce them. Yeah, it didn't say now none of them are spelling, Neil. Um oh, yeah, but the, Brian, but the thing is, yeah. like this was all this was all under the their previous government. This was like that these buildings were knocked up cheaply with no regulation, and now they're having to deal with it. There was something they'll somehow blame someone else, but but just wait until Labour get in. How are you gonna how are you gonna build buildings that have only got a lifespan of thirty years? Do you know? <laughs> well, I, think I, mean, when, I think when they originally approved it, because I think it comes from the 60s and they stopped doing it back in the 90s, but I think when they originally started building using that, it's um, it wasn't realised how, you know, how it wasn't really particularly wink, structured wink, sound. like, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. But it is kind of like, I mean, the thing is, you read about sort of, you know, in towns with mafia-built buildings with bridges collapsing and stuff. And yeah. Then, oh. And then, yeah, and it's like, God, we don't even have the decency to have a decently corrupt criminal organisation behind all of this stuff. Our politicians literally couldn't care less. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah. I mean, everything's falling apart in this country at the moment. But the good it's news not, is, Chris, it's not whoever, support, whoever signed but... off on that is now in the House of Lords. So, you know, that's, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> and, lives in, and lives in a mansion and claims expenses for their... Yes, um, the that, that Yeah. Um, and so the Have other... So... The price of... <laughs> duck pond these days. <laughs> I'm paying for it, Look, the ducks won't lay my breakfast eggs unless they have Roman statues. Um, yeah, so anyway, I've reported Rick Moranis' pot plants. He cares about them a lot. He, took, he sings to them. Oh, um, nice. He sings to them and stuff, but he didn't have time to do it, so I did it. That was fine. Uh, the last last bit of cash in hands work I did was I exhumed Richard Pryor's body for an, for an Argentinian man. Okay. Didn't ask any questions, but because the pay was good. 
just as well, I would say. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. So, Neil, this week... No notes. <laughs> so, uh, this week got um, one which I've not heard of, but there's quite a lot about it, and there's several, okay. repo- several reports and that kind of stuff. Well, these never go wrong, so this should be good. They never, ever go wrong. Uh, and it's called the Enfield Monster... This is Enfield in Illinois. I was going to say, it's not Enfield in uh, London, London. where we did uh, did an episode before with our friends, the Warrens. Nothing to do with the Enfield poltergeist. But I might suggest that Enfield might be some kind of uh, black magic summoning word. It could well be. Because if if all these Enfields are getting all these supernatural things going... There's two of them now, so that you know that's practically a trend. So we well, yeah, I know, but two out of how many Enfields? Well, that's true. Yes, yeah, pretty big sample. Um, and whereabouts in America is this Enfield? It's in Illinois. Oh, okay, so uh, Midwest. Illinois, yeah. Chicago, Shy yeah. Town, the breezy peach. Um. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do. I'm going to start off by giving the intro on Wikipedia, which is dry, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to move on to giving the intro, which is better, on Cryptid Wiki. Oh, be a bit moister, presumably. It's a little moister. Nice. A little moister around the edges. So, Enfield Monster refers to a report of an unidentified creature around Enfield, Illinois, United States, in April 1973. The reports were covered at the time by the news media, with some suggesting they may have been caused by a wild ape or escaped kangaroo. I mean, there's a bit of a spectrum there. Yeah, very dissimilar. You know. Used as a case study for a paper on social uh, contagion in 1978, sociologists cite the episode as an example of collective behaviour where a group or crowd can be affected by the spread of group emotions. It's a bit like the Mating Gasser, isn't it? Yep. We got a load of stuff out of that where they thought that was a lot of um, similar mm. thing. Some emotional sorts, these Americans, by the sound of it. Well, tell me about it. Um, such as panics, hysteria, collective visions, and extreme instances of suggestibility. Ooh. Sounds like Darren Brown to clear up round there. Oh, he'd have a lovely time. So. This is this is uh, the moister version. Okay, right. We've gone in dry. Now let's see. Yeah, got done the wrong way around, really. Yeah. So during the early seventies, something horrible stalked the small town of Enfield, Illinois. So put a bit more flavour on that. Although Illinois is already home to phenomenon such as strange lights, phantom. Oh, Illinois is already horrible. I don't know. Yeah. I know, only really know of Chicago. I've never been there. So. I think it's all right. Yeah, I'm sure it's lovely. Uh, Home to phenomena such as strange lights, phantom black panthers, and the thunderbirds, which we need to look at at some point. You know, that's black panthers as in the animals or the radical group? The radical group. Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, Who Tupac's mum was a big member of. Mm. Yeah, she was um, Ashani Shakur. Okay. She was uh sorry, I know off topic. But you know like how the FBI used to plant watch people lists and stuff. Oh, okay. no, they used to plant people in organizations. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the FBI person would then make suggestions about bombing somewhere and then get yeah, them trying to TNT and stuff. Yeah, yeah. To try and entrap people. So they did that with the Black Panthers and um basically Ashani Shakur stood up and then went through how this person had entrapped them, how this is unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. The guy who'd entrapped them and stuff kind of admitted to all of it and they and they got off yeah. from it. And it was the first time that, that that had been done. Like she was an incredible, incredible speaker. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So on the 25th of April 1973, Henry MacDonald was among the first to encounter this terrible apparition, the Enfield Horror. Mm. So I'm going to go through its little cards, its little top yes. trump cards. So, Enfield Horror, a.k.a. If he's got the scores for spookiness and stuff on there, we can just read those. Oh, that'd be easy, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. AKA, uh, so, a.k.a. N.A. 
that's all it's known as. Although it's also, I mean, I've already found it's called the Enfield Monster as well. But whatever. I'm a bit worried about that level of research if you've managed to out-research them. But there you go. Fuck me, yeah, exactly. Year 13, 1973. Biological class, possible mammal. Mm. Authenticity status, Neil. Authentic. That's a strong oh. statement. Location, Enfield, Illinois. So I'm going to go through the first uh, first report here, and I'm going from thelineup.com, and this was written by Kelsey Christine McConnell. You're going to say Kelsey Grammar for a second. Kelsey Grammar. Well, they've rebooted yeah, Fraser. Yeah, they've rebooted Fraser with Nicholas Linhurst, of all people. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. Is he in it a lot, or is he just in that I've one scene? I've no idea. He plays... Um, I think he's in it. He's a no, professor I think he's or in something. Because I think they did a play together in London or something. And he's... Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's, I don't know if he's like you know Niles level cameo, but hmm. I imagine he's yeah one of the one of the car one of the. Why I have to say you're an absolute plonker. <laughs> um. So this is from the lineup, uh, published June twentieth, twenty twenty two. The Enfield Monster, alien, cryptid, or incident of mass hysteria. You never know what's lurking just beyond your door. Ooh. On April 25th, 1973, Henry McDaniel was inside his home in Enfield, Illinois, when he heard a strange scratching at the door. It was late at night, around 10 o'clock, wouldn't call that late, um, but from farming, farming people, in it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Got to get up early and milk the cow. Yep, that's it. Punch chickens. Yeah. Uh, and when Daniel looked out, he saw what he thought was a bear arming himself with a flashlight and a gun. He stepped outside into the wild winds. There's a lot of bravery then. Gonna go out and do some bear huntings. Well, well just got shot made, tooled up. Made a strong stuff, aren't they? Yeah. You know, that gotta be. Bear could be after your your chickens. Bear gets in the hen coop. Whoa. And give me no eggs for breakfast. All the bears up in the hen coop, there'll be no eggs for us tomorrow. So that's someone. That's why I am a man of sorrow. There, he saw a creature standing between two rose bushes, but it was no bear. Apparently not. McDaniel described the creature as having three legs, two short arms. Its body was also short, but near human. Was it was it, around four was and a it, half. Was uh, it Ralph Harris in his Ralph the Peg character? Jake the Peg. Oh, Jake the Peg. Um, Ralph the Peg, yeah. Mm, Ralph the incarcerated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph Howell ended poorly, didn't it? Yeah. Um, anyway. It was around four and a half feet tall with a greyish colour and sported two big pink eyes the size of flashlights. Blimey. It's been on the spliffs. Swim on the spliffs, bruv. Swim on the THC. I ain't slept three days. You got anything to eat? You got any watches? <laughs> Mate, I'm starving. There's not even a Mickey D open around there. Oh, mate. Have you got a pot noodle or something in there? Uh, um, <laughs> upon seeing this uncanny creature, McDaniel fired off four shots. One of the rounds allegedly hit it. Drawing a hiss, he compared to that of a wild cat. Mm. The creature is said to have then made a run for it towards a railway embankment, spanning 50 feet with three jumps. That's okay, probably where the kangaroo things come in. Yeah. Kangaroos particularly fast? I've got no idea. They're very fast, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't want to get in the way of one of those bad oh, boys. Yeah, I'm sure you don't. Bang! She that's you over now. Yeah. That's it. You, you gone. You gone. You go up and see the big trumpet player in the sky. So when McDaniel called the local authorities to investigate the incident, they found footprints near his home. Ooh. McDaniel in described a mysterious three pattern. Yep, exactly. McDaniel described these prints as dog-like, having six toe pads. At the time of his report, the police found McDaniel to be fully rational, and most importantly, I'd say, Neil, sober. Well, it was by that point. Sober, yeah, sober. Yeah. Done, bumped, done a couple of bumps. Yeah. 
steady himself out. <laughs> uh, as the investigators branched out to the questioning neighbours, 10-year-old Greg Garrett seemed to corroborate McDaniel's story. Ooh. Garrett said he saw the beast just 30 minutes before McDaniel's did and that it shredded his sneaker as it stepped on his foot. Mm, that sounds some bullshit. Or something. Sounds bullshit. However, Garrett later came out saying his report was phony, meant only to tease McDaniels and the newsmen. Oh, okay. Ten year old prick. Yeah. Wasting police time. Just locked up. From that. Yeah, he banged up. Do you know what? A bit of military service would do him some good. Yeah, yeah. quite right. Yeah, sort the wheat from the chaff, wouldn't it? Just gonna have a little sip of my drink. Fair enough. As the story picked up attention, news outlets speculated that perhaps the creature was just a wild ape or an escaped kangaroo. McDaniels dismissed these explanations. He asserted that if the creature was ever again seen, it would be with a group of similar creatures, creatures he believed were not of this planet. I mean, so it's not really sounding like a escaped monkey or a kangaroo, is it, frankly? What, with three legs and two arms? Bipedal. Yeah, exactly. And big pink eyes. Yeah, mind you, with that double vision he was suffering. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. On the 6th of May, just two weeks after the initial incident, McDaniels reported to the WWKI radio station that he saw the creature yet again at 3am in the morning. He spotted it carefully padding its way across the railroad, tra railroad tracks by his house. I'd double sight him. Yeah. He didn't shoot at it, and it didn't seem in a hurry. A search party, including... Stop for a chat. Yes, yeah, a little chit-chat. Yeah. You I mean, if you could, I Samuel Beckett? Yeah, I am actually, yeah. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't know, I find him a bit tedious, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm more, yeah. Of, a, more of a pincer man myself. Um, yeah, sells more at characterisation. I feel like, you know, <laughs> Beckett's nihilism gets in the way of the story sometimes. <laughs> Whilst undoubtedly really innovative. That's what that's what I imagine this creature would be, be saying. Really? Yeah, you don't have to say about 60s theatre. Are you now picturing yourself as the creature, Neil? A little bit. Has the creature started inhabiting you? I'm like about three legs. Yeah, a bit pretentious. <laughs> Trying to sound clever than you really are. Yeah. <laughs> Regurgitating points other yeah, people have made that you've read, you read in the Guardian. fashion, yeah. <laughs> Um, he didn't shoot at it this time, Neil. That's good. And it didn't seem to be in a hurry. A search mm. party, including WWKI News Director Rick Rainbow. Hey. <laughs> hey, I'm Rick Rainbow. You certainly are. <laughs> Went out later that day to see if they could catch sight of it and returned with reports of an ape-like creature lingering by an abandoned building close to McDaniel's house. They claimed to catch a recording of its cries before they shot its head away. They were a bit, bit trigger-happy, aren't they? They do. Well, this is the whole thing. It's like when people go out for UFO sites with guns as well, you know. Yeah. And maybe let's try the peaceful option first. Nah. Shoot it down. Well, the thing is as well, I mean, I admire your moxie, but you got to, I wouldn't fancy my chance. If they've, if they've, you know, got interstellar travel... Yeah, then obviously... Probably don't, uh, probably don't come tooled up with a fucking... Shotgun. Because they've probably got something a bit tastier. Take you apart, but there you go. Who knows what kind of shields and things. Well, but they're thinking they might be so advanced that they stop using... Like Demolition Man, where they've all just gone a bit, bit soft. <laughs> yeah, just a bit soft. They've, they've, they've lost... take you back to their home planet to clean up the, uh, the problem areas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be the ultimate right-wing fantasy, wouldn't it? We could write spend, that. Yeah. Spend there we go. You want to do a, you want to do a scripted podcast, and, stuff, and it's like you end up, you end up becoming a hero of some intergalactic civilization. He is a hero. Tough guy left. He's a cult hero. Some, I suppose. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's such a terrible world to live in. There you go. <laughs> well, it's, it's look, at the end of the day. Look, I know it's, it's. I know it's really easy. We've always to rewarded pricks for being pricks. It's, but yeah. I know it's terrible to do. But I do kind of blame the parents of these kids who are really into Andrew Tate. 
It's like, well, yeah. what are you teaching them? And why do they have money to be able to sign up to whatever has yeah. changed Hustlers University Class to this University. time? <laughs> Dickheads, give me your money. Um, so they claim to catch a recording of its cries before they shoot it and scared it away. While cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman investigated the recording and the case, nothing solid has seemed to come of it. Tantalisingly close, though. Well, they had footprints. This is the one, again, yeah. this is where I'm a bit confused with sort of like saying, oh, it could be a kangaroo or an ape. Well, I mean, get a plaster of Paris in that print mm -hmm. and let's give it to a zoologist or someone. Tell you what it is. We'll say, oh, this is of nothing we know. It's a new species or it's an intergalactic one. So, amateur hunting party set out to take the beast down. Take it down. It's done yeah. nothing. Take it down. Uh, a group of gentlemen reported seeing the ghastly creature, but added on to the eerie description, calling the beast hairy. I just love this idea. There's just a, a gang of fops have suddenly turned mm. up. Just, Hello. We're just in the area. We're just a group of gentlemen. We like to dress nicely and indulge in a little bit of witty repartee. Maybe the old Cosmo Holden. We thought it would be an awful wheeze to come over to Illinois. They fired upon the creature. Little did we know there'd be all this shenanigans. There'd anyway. be a ghastly, hairy creature here. Well, Nathaniel, I'll gain if you are. Don't know where that accent went, anyway. So they fired upon the creature but failed to hit it. The men who the sheriff That's described... That's pretty good shots, are they? People are just... Uh, well, oh. this might be why, Neil. Oh, OK. The local sheriff described as out drinking and raising hell rather than truly monster hunting. So basically the men, it's just a bunch of piss heads with shotguns. The men, the men were then charged with hunting violations. <laughs> well, hang on a minute. I mean, we didn't know there was a licence for an intergalactic Sasquatch thing. Yeah, is but, that just like is that like it would always be illegal, or as you know, <clears throat> what to just go around? Well, the reason why you you need like hunting licenses is because you know like you don't want to. We have seasons and stuff. You'd have seasons, so that you know the, the the stocks are kept plentiful and what have yeah, you. Yeah, but that but they were charged with hunting violations, and the violations could be having a loaded weapon while just being pissed off, whilst firing pissed off all over the People walking here and such. Yeah. Hmm. That could be on the high street, yeah. <laughs> that could be the violation. You know, I mean, it would have been manslaughter if you'd been a bit less lucky, but, yeah. So, uh, in... So, I'm going to... Um, so, I'm going to uh, go on to the Rick Rainbow encounter now. Yeah, I want to see what he's up to. Rick Rainbow! It'd be a good name for, like, a wrestler or something. It's going to always a radio broadcast to be out. <laughs> Weatherman. It alliterates and it's, uh, yes, obviously it's a colourful name as well, so it's mm. good. So on Sunday, May the 6th, Rick Rainbow, the then director of radio station WWKI in uh, Kokomo, Indiana, mm -hmm. was searching the area with three friends when they saw something that was around five and a half feet in height, grey, and stooped over running through the woods near an abandoned house which it was reported was nearby McDaniel's home. The entity moved with an unnatural speed Ooh. and quickly vanished from the four men's sight. However, Rick Rainbow claimed to have recorded the Keech's eerie shriek as it ran from them on a tape recorder. Despite uh, investigation by world-renowned cryptozoologist Laura Coleman, uh, the attention that the sighting received eventually died down, and the creature hasn't been seen since. Lauren told the press, I travelled to Enfield, interviewed the witnesses, and looked at the siding of the house that the Enfield monster had damaged, heard some strange screeching, banshee-like sounds, and walked away bewildered. So I'm not quite sure how she's getting that world-renowned tag. I had a look, and I walked away, I didn't know what had happened. I mean, that's... Well, there's no further evidence to be collected, perhaps, Chris. You know, some mysteries mm. have to go left unsolved. <laughs> that's that's cryptozoology game for you, mate. That's a heartbreaking thing about the detective game, isn't it? Yeah. Went and had a look. It was a dead body, but couldn't find any clues. <laughs> no, no one came forwards. Yeah. You know, 
Just chalk up. I'm not Sherlock Holmes, and I'm not the amount they're paying me. I'm not going to be so chalk up to experience. I've got good for you if you've got something else to do. Thief, I've got you know, I've got Uber (laughs) deliveries to be doing, and all. You've seen how much they pay around here, please. I'll be honest with you. I sort of uh, see the police work as my downtime. I've got three jobs. Yeah. You know, after this, like the hard work, I'm stacking shelves. And uh, from three till six in the morning, I work up local abattoir. I mean, if I literally see somebody standing over the body, I'll probably shoot at them. If I could chase them <laughs> or something, I'd done that for long. <laughs> I'm doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm only here for the pension, really. Yeah. The pension and the... Pension nuts, you get lazy, uninspired stuff. <laughs> so, this is linked, Neil, to the right, Mount okay. Vernon creature. Oh, okay. Never heard of that one. Between the years of 1941 and 1942, <laughs> between enough. those years, rather than just in the years. Yeah. There was a string of similar sightings in the small village of Mount Vernon, which is, ironically, less than 14 miles away from Enfield. Doesn't understand the but use ironic. of the word ironic. It's not yeah. ironic at all. No, I, mean, it's, I mean, if anything, you would assume it would be fairly close because... Yeah, uh, coincidentally would be, no, as far as I'd push yeah. it. These encounters involved a mysterious... So I'm not here to critique this person's writing. I don't know why I'm doing that. I mean, I'll be honest with you, we've given them enough ammunition over the years. So I don't think we want yeah, to... exactly. Do if you want to come back... we've that many times, yeah. Please do, you know. Yeah, it'd be good. We're lonely, we'd like the intervention. <laughs> this is all just a massive cry for helplessness. Well, we've said that. That hasn't become painfully apparent already. And that's what we said on the first episodes. Yeah. Yeah, we weren't lying. <laughs> well, you, well, you thought we were going to blink first. You think we were, <laughs> <laughs> were going to call our bluff? No, 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 no. They were committed to the bit now. Yep, two years and counting. Yeah. Two years plus and fucking takes. <laughs> These encounters involved a mysterious leaping beast that terrorised the local people, and is supposedly responsible for numerous animal deaths and mutilations in the region. Okay. The locals called the creature the uh, the Mount Vernon monster and described it as being vaguely baboon-like in appearance <laughs> and able to leak, leap anywhere from 20 to 40 feet in a single bound. I think this is all just drunk hicks. Who's <laughs> gone out of your shotgun and just shut up half your cattle. Yep, mutilated them. sober up and go, oh, there's been a beast that's been... Yeah, listen to, Led, Ze- listen to Led Zeppelin. Yeah. <laughs> Carved up your cows. However, this creature... Well, like Max Miller in 41, wouldn't it? Max Miller, yeah, that's true, 41. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the 70s ones could be Jeepers, listen to Jeepers, creepers, set. where'd you get those peepers? Ah, it's in my head, man! Oh, yeah. However, this creature is likened more to uh, the devil monkey than the Enfield monster. So these are all things we're going to have to look at. I have to. <laughs> We'll, 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 take, we'll, we'll eventually. We'll eventually. on that, yeah. We can get to the point we run out of things to say, yeah. But uh, it is a possibility that it was, in fact, the same creature. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Possibility's doing a fair bit of heavy lifting there, but yes. Well, it jumps. I see to that statement. It's close, but it's a jumping creature. It's close by. Um, although this one apparently is more baboon-like. But, you know, what is a baboon, Neil? If not a kangaroo. Yeah, if not a kangaroo. I'm wondering where the kangaroo comes from anyway. Well, I think it's just the jumping, jumping. isn't it? Yeah, they don't, like, jump, like, massive bounds, do they? I mean, when they're they're going fast. Yeah. That's where triple jump comes from, isn't it? From kangaroos. Yeah, we'd learn off them. So, um, reactions, Neil. Back to Wiki. The incidents were reported widely in the press at the time. It appeared in newspapers throughout the state on 27th of April 73, and on the 7th of May there was an interview on a radio station, WGN, uh, Chicago, and articles in the Chicago Daily News. The Moline Dispatch 
the Champagne Urbana Courier, and the Alton Telegraph. And there were early articles in the Carmi Times, and mm. an updated summary of the event appeared in Pennsylvania's Reading Eagle in August 73. So after the arrest of the five men who had arrived <laughs> the creature... <laughs> woo! And this doesn't, you know, makes me uh, give us some more of that red eye. Drunken hicks causing the chaos. But there you go. Residents of Enfield expressed fears that the press coverage would lead to further monster hunters who might inadvertently <laughs> shoot civilians or livestock. Yeah, I think that's what's that's very much what's happening here, in my opinion. What? It's just drunken, you know, monster yeah, but that hunters. Explain the, that doesn't explain the. Of, do you mean that that explains why they had their why they were arrested? So it doesn't explain the stuff at the start. They could be jumping about. You reckon it's the hunters? Yeah. kangaroos. Yeah. Even though, right? So, but that doesn't match up with the initial report, does it? Or, no, or Daniel's. So it was suggested that the creature may have been a kangaroo escaped from a nearby zoo, which would explain the three legs, because the tails of kangaroos look like a third leg. Oh, okay, that's where they're getting that from. Fair enough. McDaniel was adamant that the creature wasn't no kangaroo. I know from kangaroos. Having owned such a creature as a pet on military oh service in Australia. Word. <laughs> I I can't the one thing I know it's kangaroos. <laughs> I can't imagine a kangaroo would make a good pet. They're not really housebroken, are they? They're very friendly. I don't yeah. yeah, I've stroked a kangaroo. It was nice. I suppose if they've been brought up around humans or something. Yeah. I can't imagine a wild kangaroo is terribly tameable, but yeah, I don't know. Mm, that, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe the thing is, they in don't, captivity, I don't know. Yeah, they don't have the fear because, because sort of mass killing white men have only been in Australia for a couple hundred years, so they don't have the same fear that creatures who have had to deal with us for longer periods of time. Yeah. Uh, and noting that kangaroos have, he noted that kangaroos have a narrower face uh, and the tracks that leave claw marks. And don't have huge pink eyes. Don't have huge pink and eyes. Bang 30 foot in a yep. stride. Being... Ask for pot noodles. So, uh, following media coverage of the creature, an Ohio man contacted a local newspaper stating that the creature may have been his pet kangaroo, okay. Macy who had been lost or stolen a year previously. A few days after the event, United Press International quoted an anthropology student who suggested, well, unnamed, who suggested that the creature may have been a wild ape, noting that such animals had been reported throughout the Mississippi area since 1941. So there could be apes a go-go around the Mississippi. Hey, why not apes and kangaroos? They might have kind of like, as as kind of uh, circuses became less popular because of television. You can't can't afford to feed the, the ape anymore. Just let it go, <laughs> Mister. You have to fend for yourself, Bozo. <laughs> Sorry, Mister. Bobo. Like this, this is the this is the most heartbreaking time I'm, thing I've ever had to do. But you're gonna have to go and earn your own keep now, boy. You're gonna have to go. No, don't look at me that way, Mister. Bobo. You got to go, boy. Oh my God! It's breaking my heart. It'd be something like that, I'd imagine. Yeah, he's driving away in his RV. <laughs> so, um, university study in 1978, researchers from Western Illinois University, headed by David L. Miller, investigated and analysed the incident, publishing it as a case study in Social Contagion. The researchers found that there were no more than three first-hand reports that subs uh, that had subsequently been exaggerated by news stories and local gossip into an epidemic. But I think that three first-hand reports is quite good for one of these. Something like this, yeah, frankly. Um, you know, they got more in the, um, the tin gasser. Um, but, yeah, I think it's more... I mean, social contagion might find fair enough. I think more sort of just the press running with a lot of bullshit is more... Uh, so, according to the study, this area of southern Illinois is not it is not unreasonable to assume that Mr. M or the radio news team had actually seen an animal. People were interviewed, um, framed the recent events in these terms. 
Their accounts admitted the possibility that a large dog, calves, bears, deer and wildcats had been sighted. Some frames suggested that an exotic pet, such as an ape or a kangaroo, was the catalyst of the monster reports. Finally, some people tactfully suggested that Mr M had a notoriously overactive imagination and had probably been shooting at shadows. In any event, we interviewed one person who agreed with Mr M's claim that he indeed seen a monster from outer space. That was my point about the drunken sort of hunter thing. It's, um, all right, not drunken monster hunters, but just, you know, somebody who's out on the source and just mistaking the shadows for, you know. But he was sober when the police got there, Neil. When they got there. Yeah, but I mean, how quickly well, I'll be you honest, they were lit up like fucking Christmas trees as well. So. <laughs> More than if there was, he was it's not a lot proportionately sober. Yeah, Enfield, permanently drunk. That's the old town symbol. Symbol, town motto. So, Neil. What do you believe? Was this little town too ready for a bit of excitement that the creature, um, that they created a horror out of common wildlife? Or were the sociologists too keen to find a reason to the unnatural thing that they brushed aside evidence of life beyond our understanding? Well, it's just a wealth of evidence, isn't there? And those pencil necks have just uh, covering it up, aren't they? Covering it up as quick as they can. So... Yeah. That's your monster, Neil. Wow. Wow. It stood in a rose bush. Between got, t- between two out. rose bushes. Might have, might have been playing a loot. somewhere in the 40s. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. He was just trying to seduce the farmer, wasn't he? Yeah. I that's, what yeah. I'm t- that's what I'm picking up. Right. You've, been, you've been quite sexy today, Neil. What's that about? Is it... It's just the it's the haze. The, the, the night's closing in. Out. Oh, I'm getting, yeah. <laughs> getting a bit frisky. All there, all the pollen. <laughs> so, Neil, let's go through our scoring for STEM. Hey, why not? So, uh, spookiness. Not a big one here for me, to be honest with you. It's, I mean, three-legged, yeah, that's uncanny, I guess. Um, not terribly spooky. It doesn't seem to do... I mean, the, the one in the 40s seems to have attacked animals and stuff. This one just seems to sort of, like, be wandering around... Railway sort of, tracks. I wonder if it's yeah. something to do... I mean, what's what's the what railway the got to do with it? Well, the goat lick, lick monster. No, that's too far away. Yeah, too far away. Just wondering what... what. A lot of them seem to be drawn to railways. I mean, could it be... Could it be that... <laughs> <Just a laughs> no, welcome, welcome to history, too. Could it be that yeah. the uh, Enfield monster was, in fact... A, was was in fact a genetically engineered uh, creature made by the railway companies to replace to repair the tracks at night. Yeah, Many encrypted. So, some people have suggested this could be the case. A cheap workers born before AI was a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, no, I, I, this doesn't this doesn't really scare me an awful lot. I mean, even the farmers don't seem to have been that. You'd have let it have a pot noodle and asked if it had any more spliff, wouldn't you? Yeah. Would have yeah. gone just fine. Just yeah. fine. Two peas in a motherfucking part. <laughs> right, you're going to get a tea for me. I'm going to hang out with my bro instead. Two. My three-legged bro. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's probably going to be a little higher for me because um, it sounds like it's fairly rural. And if you're hearing this noise and you go outside and this thing serenading you or whatever between between two <laughs> rose bushes, I know, you know. Then it would be scary, wouldn't it? It would be spooky, but only because of my own feelings. Yeah. Um, and you know, maybe the walls are coming down. Well, and you've got to surrender yourself to, to love, Chris. But do you know what? Like opening yourself up, opening yourself up again after you've been hurt, can be can be a scary prospect. Yeah, that's true. So uh, for that reason, it's a ten for you. <laughs> I'm giving it a four. Fair enough. Um, believability. So I do believe that, like that, these people think they saw something, whether or not it was uh, a, a space ape. Sure. Yeah. But I think they believe that they saw something. Mm. Um, I mean, and it was well enough kind of reported and believed in that they 
there were lots of newspaper articles. I mean, like, you know, Yellow Press or whatever, but um, yeah. the newspaper articles and then... And very much the equivalent of the Sunday sport. Then, like, the University of West Illinois or whatever, the bloke couldn't be bothered figuring out what to do this syllabus, so he just saw that in a paper and went, all right, it's the paper on that. Um, but, yeah, people did believe it. Do I believe... So it's always an interesting one with cryptids because... There's always a chance. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Possible. It's always a chance. So I'm going to give it a seven nil. Okay. Wow. It's probably a bit higher than me. Um, so, like you, yeah, I can I can accept that people may well believe that they'd seen something or might have seen a wild animal. I don't know. It doesn't sound like a kangaroo or an ape, frankly. But who knows? If it's dark and it's you know, I don't know. You might. See skittering past, you might imagine all sorts of things if it's a sort of dark night. Um, so yeah, so yeah, so we've got we've got sightings that gives a bit of authenticity again, probably not a space ape, but you know, mm. was something out there, probably. So yeah, I'll give it given like that the space chimp, yeah, given that there was a level of sightings, um, I'll give it a six. Six, okay, narrative premise, Neil. Doesn't do a lot, does he? So it's I don't know. There's you're out in kind of like Illinois. It's all out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's like with a lot of these sightings, you know, something weird happens. They bring their shotguns along and fail to shoot it for some reason. Oh, why don't why are these sightings in Times Square? Well, you know, why not? <laughs> um, well, because you don't find a lot of deer there either, you prick. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> not Maybe not you. Know. I mean, just like people yeah, yeah. say that. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't, there's not a lot. I mean, again, I'm assuming this hasn't ever, this hasn't been an episode of Supernatural. It's not been, you know, books and films written about it. It's pretty thing gruel, I think. Um, I mean, yeah, you could, yeah, I'm going to give it a four. I don't want to be too harsh, but uh, oh, yeah, okay. there's a lot to this. Um, so it's an interesting creature, and um, the fact that it was spotted a few times is good. Um, I mean, there's obviously something slightly there because there was a lot of reports about it and stuff. But Although the local radio stations probably didn't have an awful lot to nah. report on, so... No, but, I mean, it went like Chicago and stuff, like the papers in Chicago to reports on it and stuff. But, again, it's just... It's a curio, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I'll probably go the same as you, Neil, because um, it doesn't really do much and um, we don't know... We don't know anything about it really. It's backstory, what its motivation is. You know, it's loves, it's lives, it it's laughs. Um, Characterization's weak, isn't it? It is weak. So, yeah, four as well. And reach. So, uh, I don't think it's massive. I think it was, you know, I doubt many people know about it even now, really, who aren't digging around for this kind of stuff. Um, it was obviously quite big in Illinois and it made it to Pennsylvania and Indiana. The sort of, um, so it's kind of known in that area for a little bit, but I don't think it's a very big one. So I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, likewise. I mean, I don't see this. It's not really an interesting enough one. It's just a, a classic kind of cryptid sighting, really. Um, yeah, there's a little bit of evidence and all the rest of it, but it's not, it's not fundamentally interesting enough. It's got three legs, supposedly, and big pink eyes, but... Yeah, it's not a, it's not one that would capture the imagination, I don't think. So, uh, yeah, I think three sounds about right for me too. So that gives us an overall 33. Okay. Fairly low. But, hey, that's all right. You know, it doesn't matter, does it? We'll check these yeah. things out to see what they're, they're all about. Yeah. Um, so, um, and listeners, give us a uh, rating and a comment, you fucks. Um, and also, you can email us and... <laughs> herbs.legends.podcast <laughs> at email dot gmail dot com. Is it Twitter handle notes. as well, Chris? There is Legends or Urbane. Or these days. At Legends Urbane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it for this week. You know, we're we're in the autumn now, as we watch the leaves turn from emeralds green to reds and oranges. Um, all that kind of stuff. That lovely fall stroke autumn stuff. All that stuff, yeah. Chestnuts. Roast on the open fire. Mm. It'll be soon. 
well be indeed. Um, <laughs> weird bit we've gone into. Cool. All right. We're going to leave it at that. Uh, take care, everyone, and we'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. Have a good one, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye.